This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. Yo, welcome back to Smooth Operator. So good to have you today. As we jump into another exciting week running our businesses, changing the world, doing all the great things that make this all worth it, right? So let's jump straight into this today. Um, I really want to go over hiring, which is one of those topics that makes people nervous, makes people start to think like, what am I doing? You know, there's a lot of questions that we have to answer during the hiring process, And it's something that most of us do want to do. Like in everyone I've talked to, everyone's like, I wish I could fire myself. I wish I had someone to take this over for me. But it's that whole process of hiring, that whole jumping into that, you know, jumping into that pool with both feet ready to go, tends to make people not sure about what to do. So let's go over really the process of hiring. I look at hiring the same way I look at prospecting. The same way I look at sales, the same way I look at marketing. Hiring is a funnel. It's a very deliberate funnel where we're looking to take a big pool and reduce it down over a series of steps. And the important thing is that we have these steps. We have a way that we're hiring and we're consistent with that way in hiring. That will give you consistent quality candidates And honestly, from your perspective, will alleviate a lot of the stress, a lot of the uncertainty, a lot of the anxiety that goes into hiring. So think about that. Think about having a process. Think about diving into the things that will make sure you're hiring the right people. I'm going to go over a couple of those things first. So first off, like know the environments that you're going to be going to, you know, fish for candidates. You know, what's the right pool to be looking for? You know, there's lots of different places to post job postings. We all know the the litany of different areas. We also have our email list. We have our followers. We have colleagues, targeted Facebook groups that have people with special skills. And we know that those are places to find those people. What I would caution against is even when we're doing something to our email list or to followers, or those Facebook groups, we treat them the same way we treat something like Upwork. We create a formal job posting. We outline everything that we want for that candidate. All the different attributes, the skills that they need to have, some of the background, and we then funnel them into the same funnel that we're bringing everyone else into. I try to pull it as quickly off of those platforms as possible into my own platform. So I want to get their their resume, their cover letter directly to me versus having it out there or having these discussions on social. Get it out of there. Get it into a system you can control. Get it into your inbox. Starting big, though, putting as many different you know lures out there in different areas is going to let you attract the most number of people to that top of the funnel. And you need to have a way at that point in time, at that top of the funnel level, of immediately being able to disqualify people. Immediately. 
without even having to do a thorough review of their resume. What I have found a a good way to do it is to insert a question, a prompting, insert this word into your cover letter, right into the job posting. Because I need people that are going to be detail-oriented people. And this also allows you then to take that 100 or 150 or 200 applications that you're going to get and eliminate it down to 20 or 30 without reading a thing, <laughs> to be honest. It, it is striking the number of people that will not read the actual job posting. They won't read it in detail. Incredible way of just eliminating people straight out the gate. From there, I have a couple other steps I do. Um, that, that I can share on this show without getting too much into the, the full scope. To go over the whole hiring process is quite a feat, but we'll, we'll go into deep detail in a couple, then I'll, I'll, I'll skim over the rest. From there, I get into a DISC assessment. Really, the DISC, is, it, you know, it analyzes our personality. And we're going to have a DISC expert on this show. Um, depending on when this airs, it, it should be in January at some time. Uh, We're going to actually know this episode will air after her episode. So go back to the interview with Deanna, Deanna Piscina, a fantastic episode on DISC. Um, Know your own DISC, first of all. Know the personalities that work the best with you. So if you're hiring someone to work directly with you, there's you got your happy match. I'm a high D. That means something. You know, I can't, I can only work with people that are suitable to work with a high D. In addition, the job role you're looking for will actually have the best disc that works that works in that job category. Me being a high D, I'm not good with customer support, for example. Uh, we know that. I just I can do it. I've gained some aptitude. I it's taken me a lot of work to do that but it's not a natural attribute of me, of mine. You need to know what role you're looking for and what disc, disc personality is best suited for that role. And the disc, honestly, is a make or break. If someone, everything else looks good, but they don't have the disc uh, to fit the, the type of job that you're looking for or some uh, personality trait that's going to clash with you, like that has to be an eliminating factor. You can't fake your way through that assessment, you know, it or you can if you really want to, I guess, but like most people don't. But understand that they can be perfect everywhere else, but if the disc isn't right, the disc isn't right. If the disc doesn't fit, you must quit, you know what I mean? So pay attention to the disc and know what it's telling you. All of this stuff is happening before I ever get on a phone call with a candidate. This is me looking at their disc, look at their resume, start to winnow this down. From here, I'm going to try to get to around the 8 to 10 people area at the most. And for those 8 to 10 people, I want to jump on an initial interview. And the initial interview is a culture fit interview. We are not assessing their ability to do tasks yet. We're just looking for culture. Because I can train almost anyone on a task. I can train them how to do something from an SOP. What I can't train is culture. I can't train if they're a fit for the company, if they align with their values, if they align with our mission, if they align with my team, 
So meeting with them and having a friendly conversation. This is not an interview, so to speak. It's a conversation. You need to know some of their worldviews. How do they feel about the mission of the organization? What are some of their ways of working? You know, how do they work best? Are they someone who is able to take constructive criticism or able to take someone giving them advice or not? Are they someone that I can communicate with and know they're not going to fly off the handle? What are some of the best ways to communicate with them? How do they handle conflict? And I leave these all as open-ended questions. I want to have the discussion. I want to have the back and forth. Because I need to know if this is someone that I'm going to have a long-term relationship with. Someone that is going to be able to, quite frankly, tolerate me for an extended period of time. This is all part of our company culture and part of working with you. You need to assess this first. You can't train someone, no matter how hard you try, you cannot train someone to fit in with the culture. You can't indoctrinate them enough to fit with the culture, especially not in remote conditions. It just, I've never seen it happen, and I don't think it's going to happen now. Lead with culture. Lead with your mission. See even if, you know, some of the transformations or some of the feedback that you've gotten from customers, how does it fit sit with your candidate? Is it something that excites them? Something that they yawn to? They need to be excited by that. Because that's going to be part of their mission too. So we've gone through a number of steps already. And typically, of the people I bring into a culture fit interview, I'll eliminate about half of them. There'll be something that just doesn't align. And that's okay. It's better that we know this now, right? It's better that we identify this now. Because ultimately, either I'm not going to be happy with them or they're not going to be happy with me. But we're going to reach an impasse where one of us is not happy with the relationship and ultimately decides to pull away. I'd rather find this out now. All of this is happening before I even begin to assess their actual skill levels in the job I'm asking them to do. All of it. When we're assessing their skills, what I do is a paid trial. Um, we put them on uh, a temporary payroll. They get paid for the hours that they complete the paid trial. And typically, we're talking a trial task, six to ten hours. Really, six to ten hours at the most. You shouldn't get past more than that because likely these people still have employment. They have other things going on. So, you know, be very careful about how many trial tasks you're giving them and make sure those trial tasks are based on what they'll actually be doing in the company. You're looking for two things at this point. You're looking for their ability to do just straight up work. To follow directions, to complete the directions, 
and to have it all ready for you. What you're also looking for is how and what can you do to put in something in there that requires them to ask for help or ask for guidance, ask for more information. Move outside of the just the regular trial task and have it be something that actually stimulates the creative part of their brain. There's a number of ways of doing that. You can straight up say, hey, if you have questions, ask me. That's what I've tended to see work the best. Where I will straight up say, hey, ask me if anything comes up and let's stay in touch during the trial task. And then I see what our communication is like during those, that period. It's amazing what you'll find out. You can also deliberately put stuff in there that requires them to ask for more information. Maybe leave something out to see if they ask for it. Because you're not perfect, right? You're not going to be perfect in the job. And that's definitely a higher level role. If you're, if you're, if you're hiring manager level position, someone who's going to be responsible for several other people, I'm going to make the trial task harder. I'm just going to. I want someone that's going to be challenged in that role. And only once we've completed that, graded their trial task, we keep on eliminating. Now we eliminated it further, another 50%, ultimately before we ever actually land on the interview, the formal interview. It's the very last step. And you ideally don't want more than three to five. As you move to that step of it, limit it. You'll be happy that you did because formal interviews are a whole thing. It takes a lot of time. It's more to go through when, quite frankly, we, we will know if someone's not a good fit by this point. And if you find the right person, if you don't, don't hire. If you don't find the right person, don't hire just because you need the position to be filled. Unless, I mean, I mean, you know your own business better than I do. But if you don't find the right person, ask yourself that question. It's like, well, do we need need to hire right now? Or can we start again and look again? The goal is to find the right person. You know, and this is kind of a debate. Do we hire fast, fire fast, or do we hire slow for retention and to keep people on the team? I'm much more in the latter camp. I prefer to take our time hiring to do it right so we can ultimately retain people because uh, employee turnover does not do good for the company. So be careful about your turnover. We want to keep people and it takes a lot of time to onboard someone, to be honest, you know, there's, there's definitely loss that goes in when you're bringing someone on board. So this is a quick rundown of my hiring process I've had great success with this. My retention level is above 95% in terms of the number of people I've kept on the team using this exact hiring process. And it works. And best of all, because we're working from process, we're working from uh, predictability and stability, it takes a whole lot less out of us to go into the hiring process. Because a lot of it is already laid out right there in front of you. 
All right, well, I hope this helped. If you're looking to hire, you're still not sure, you're looking to expand your business operations to grow the team, I'm happy to help you do that. That is what we do at Smooth Operator. So let's jump on a call. Um, so just uh, send me an email to adam at adamliette.com. We'll get you on a 30-minute discovery call. This is not a sales call. This is no obligation necessary. It's literally just an opportunity for me to hear about your business and provide recommendations about the next step forward. But until then, I do hope to see you on the next episode. And operators, you know what to do. Go lead the way, and I will see you next time. Hey, before you bounce out of here, I have a free strategy session available exclusively for my podcast audience. In this 30-minute phone call, we'll unveil the immediate steps you can take to operationalize your business and put you back in the driver's seat. Just go to www.adamliette.com and click start here.